0: Hey everybody, welcome to Bringing Meditation to Life, a podcast in which we immerse ourselves in the intersection of meditation and everyday life, in which we look at the ways meditation illuminates and deepens our experience of daily living, and the ways life itself does the same for our practice. I'm your host, Neil McKinley. One of the ways we can bring meditation to life for ourselves, one of the ways we can help the practice become more relevant in our lives, is by understanding this work through frameworks and activities that are already alive for us. As articulate as it may be, Buddhist terminology, meditation's traditional language of expression, does not spark for all of us. Case in point, the person who told me exactly this several years ago, then asked if there was any other way for them to understand the practice. What are you interested in? I inquired. Trout fishing, they answered, with not a bit of hesitation. Well, maybe, I replied, you can understand meditation through the lens and experience of that While I have yet to receive any updates regarding how this undertaking is going for this individual, I do know that my personal relationship with meditation deepens considerably when viewed through the lens and experience of what interests me. With notable frequency, for instance, my sense of this work is considerably enriched by my interest in music. In recent months, I've written pieces shared here and elsewhere that link meditation with Bruce Coburn, Bob Dylan, Frank Sinatra. I've got other drafts underway that do something similar with Brandy Carlyle and Belinda Carlyle, Joan Shelley, and Steve Forbert. And lately, I've been pondering the illuminative connection between meditation and Jerry Garcia. I have been listening to a concert recording from February of 1986. This is a wonderfully stripped-down affair featuring an acoustic guitar, a stand-up bass, a set list of traditionals and covers, and a smattering of originals. All, of course, sung in Garcia's voice. From a formal perspective, I can't imagine many people arguing that Jerry is much of a singer. His voice cracks and wavers, goes this way instead of that, and occasionally falters to a near whisper. Yet through the past several days, I've not been able to stop listening to this particular show. A unique emotionality comes through the versions of Deep Ellum Blues and Friend of the Devil and When I I Paint My Masterpiece that are offered here. In the closing couplet of Ripple and Goodnight Irene, Garcia's humble warble through the former and his joyful declaration of the latter, communicates more about his place in the lineage of American music than any text I've ever read. He certainly acknowledges the inherited forms of the songs he sings on this recording. Not one of them, after all, arose out of nowhere. But he lets the walls holding these forms, the notes and chords, the words and phrasings, be flexible as he sings, be porous and adaptive. He lets these forms bend with the distinct isness of his voice, and the result, at least in my opinion, is affecting a musical experience. More than this, a human experience that is vibrant and alive which reminds me of the importance of letting the forms of meditation practice be flexible as well. Sure, we learn and integrate traditional instructions as part of our training. This is both undeniable and essential. At a certain point, however, it is equally important that we let our unique human experience bend and perforate the walls of these instructions, just as Garcia does. If an instruction encourages us to place our attention here, for instance, but something compelling is bubbling up over there, we might open our focus to include this in our meditation for a while. If a practice session of 30 minutes has been blocked out for today, but we find something interesting, perhaps even important, arising toward the end of this duration, we could extend our day's practice for a few minutes, just to let the experience breathe. Possibilities are actually endless in this regard, which I suppose is one of the things that makes meditation practice so darn interesting, and why it's important to allow these possibilities the opportunity to express within our practice. Because at the end of the day, meditation isn't really about following instructions. These are really more properly understood as means to an end. And this end is familiarity, simply becoming more familiar with what our lives are in this moment. In doing this, we would, I believe, be well advised to remember the example offered by that wonderful recording from February of 1986. We would be well advised to practice like Jerry, or perhaps even more to the point, practice just like ourselves. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, you can learn more about myself and my work, including the affecting and transformative online gathering community, through my website, neilmckinley.com. And I hope you consider signing up for my newsletter, When You are There, which is a regular source of insight and updates and a reminder the role that meditation can play in our lives. Until next time, take care and be well. And let's keep doing this work together. Let's keep bringing meditation to life.